Yo, yo, yo. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. This is a podcast where we come to talk about mental health, wellness, peace, tranquility, healing, but more importantly, community. Thank you for tuning in again to one of the greatest shows ever published, ever. And I am one of your hosts, Good Life underscore Rush. You can follow me by that name on all social media. And you can buy both of my books on Amazon. Just search me in Good Life for Us. Hey, hey, it's the bipolar ghostwriter, aka Aaron Zendula. Hey, you can catch me on all platforms, especially with Good Life for Us now. So, yeah, stay tuned, tap in. This is where stress eating comes in at because it was the lack of, okay, I don't have a bike. I can go to the store and get me a little Debbie and forget all about it. I can go get me some now laters, but this is where it starts. Yeah. This is where the soothing of the sugar starts. But then it also brought some balance back in the day because that walk to the store was mm-hmm. also Talk our cleanse. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going to that store, we were skipping everything. Talking you with know? your friends. Exactly. See the homies, all of that. So in between time, while we about to go get this joy, you feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. y'all skinny kid, he came to our 25 cent. You hear me? Yeah. Oh. 25 cent bag. Yeah, they hiked it Debbie up on cake. us. Yeah. yeah. But now it's definitely like 75 cents a dollar. Yeah. But yeah, wow. we definitely felt a little bit of that juice. But you know, that walk there... <laughs> That was the joy. You know, we probably stopped by the park, you feel me, in between. So it definitely balanced out that sugar. You know, we turned that energy into something of some type of growth and healing from what we are trying to get away yeah. from. And I feel like we also had a big mama house in the hood that we could go to besides <laughs> just the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, bro, your mom cooked. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. Oh, bro, I'm down there. But that, was the ba- that was at least the balance. Mm-hmm. What, what was sad was, I, I can't find a meme, and I won't even try to pull it up, mm-hmm. but he says... These corner stores really watch us go from penny candy to alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the addiction starts. Early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and it's Ooh, and it hurts. was our and it was easy. <laughs> it was easy for them to manipulate because it was already in most of our lives. You know what I mean? My favorite part of uh I don't want no old ladies to get mad at me, but my favorite part of church was the candy. You hear me? <laughs> right. And I used to go when I was a kid, I went up and down the aisles, heading out, face cute as ever. Like not even saying nothing. Just, what you got? Mm-hmm. Change, candy, a toy. What you got in there? You got something in that big purse. I used to have an emergency kit in them purses. Yeah. So okay, so uh, aunties in church, y'all was peddling dope. Yeah, they had it. You hear me? Aunties in church, y'all was peddling dope. Guess who else? I just made the correlation. Co- correlation. Mm-hmm. The ice cream man was the first dope yep. man. Yep. Ooh, man. <laughs> The ice, ice cream, cream man, man was the first dope man. There was a lot that came with that ice cream man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, talk about it. Came with that ice yeah. cream man. It was like a, it was a blessing and a curse with the ice cream man. You know what I mean? Because it was presented that he was a homie, but we could trust him. You know, he came with everything that we needed. You feel what I'm saying? And then they started to flip it to where the ice cream man was taking our babies. You feel what I'm saying? So it was a lot of stuff with that. Like they. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. some things was placed here on purpose to kind of be flipped on us on purpose. You feel what I'm saying? Kind of kill within you know our community with that. So. I didn't think about it. Hundred percent, I agree. Mm-hmm. And that because all of this is stimulated around control. You know what I mean? It's trying to control that feeling and that sensation. You know what I mean? It's trying to get back into because every situation we named was a happy situation, mm-hmm. but look at how all of them ended. You feel me? Like. 
every corner store we had, they would tear down and then build another one across the street. Look like just like it, new name, <laughs> meaner employees, the prices that went up. You dig what I'm saying? So we now you have our most sacred places that's just being ripped from us. And then it makes you to start think, why would the candy be associated with all that? You feel me? Because that promotes that good feeling. It's a placebo. Right. You, you know you're just going to feel better for a little bit, then you're going to run out. So when they can simulate this feeling now, they can control the feeling. Because all they got to do is one day just remove the candy. Just stop giving you candy. Mm -hmm. You know what? <laughs> 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 they start forming the candy into liquor bottles. Yeah. Blunt, putting you know, it in other things. Cigarette looking candies and stuff like that. Yep. So they kind of put it in there. Like, we, you remember that gum that looked like there was cigars? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then the candy that was the white candy. I used to love the Palmyra cigarettes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That and a pack of gum, a beeper, a little pager. You had your whole kit. Right. In the baseball gum that looked like, you know, yeah, and it was yeah. easy because we needed to feel better because yeah. we was all broken and damaged and hurt. There was no hope or happiness, you know what I mean? Because what little bit was being built from the 50s, like they killed all them. So now we don't have anyone to look up, look forward to, but we got this candy and it's everywhere, you know what I mean? That's how everybody's now starting to kind of like suppress these children you right, feel right. me and then when we just got kind of numb to that because we was overdoing it and halloween was going crazy man halloween used to be nuts when we was kids we was getting full-length candy bars i used yeah. to have two bags like overflowing with candy we couldn't even do bags didn't know what to do with all the candy <laughs> i, I want to play play y'all something real quick Hold on. people only see the surface they see the division in our foods just because I eat chicken and watermelon. They think that that's something wrong with me. If you don't like chicken or watermelon, something's wrong with you, motherfucker. There's something wrong with you. Where are all these people that don't like chicken and watermelon? I'm sick of hearing about how bad it is. It's great. I'm waiting for chicken to approach me to do a commercial, nigga. I will do it, do it for free, chicken. <laughs> At least I can do it. They make fun of Latin people for eating, uh, what y'all eat? Beans, rice, corn. Listen, that's not a reason to hate a motherfucker, all right? I, I want to get to the funny, drink part. But it's not a reason to hate. The only reason these things are even an issue is because nobody knows what white people eat. You've been very good at keeping that shit a secret amongst yourselves. <laughs> I study white people. You don't know that. I'm writing a paper on you. Not even for school, nigga. Just to do it. Just to get doing this independent research. Spending my money. That's why I'm working so hard. Do you think that will happen in the United States? And what do you think the outcome will be when there's an actual food shortage in, in the United States? Um, I think that's just propaganda. There's not a food shortage because we can eat plants. <laughs> we can grow our own food. So there'll never be a food shortage unless we lose the ability to grow food. I think what they're trying to do, um, and this is just far, far right, but this is what I really think is going on. Um, I think they're going to simulate a food shortage. I think with this whole scare of like, you know, white people have been dying more than they've been born and they're getting to the point of, they said by 2050, there'll be no more pure white people in the world. You'll Everyone will be at least mixed with a different nationality. Wow. That's more prevalent than that nationality. Yeah. So it, 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 I think, so I think what they're trying to do is simulate the end of the world for all of us. 
and their world is ending. Their food is running out. Because we didn't eat this kind of food before we start co-mingling with people. You know what I mean? If you look at Africa, you look at India, Asia, a lot of them are vegetarian as a as a society. Right, right, right. That's what's pushed. You know what I mean? They just start getting meat when they seen how America was popping and it was selling. And they're like, oh, y'all want hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Whack Arnold's. They making their own McDonald's. <laughs> Bring the burgers. <laughs> we got cows. You feel me? So it's not a food shortage. I, it, like everything happens, it's a circle. So what's happening is we're getting to the point where people consider the end of the circle to where the re-be- the rebeginning happens to where we need to learn to grow our own food. We need to learn to just live and sustain like what we're growing in our area. That's how they used to live back in the day. But now we need food from over there and I got to go to Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland to get food. Oh, wow. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been hungry in the middle of the night and drove to Cleveland to get some food. Like it's that deep with people. But if you're not being honest that that's an unhealthy, toxic relationship, the government can spin it any which way. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So do I think there's a food shortage? I would say overall, no. But the food as we know it, soul food, comfort food, you know what I mean? That food that just how you come and tell just how you stuck. Like, man, there's a shortage of that. That's that's going away because it was only supposed to be here while we needed to heal. We just got out of slavery and stuff. So now that we're living in abundance, we need solid. That's all true because, you know, we were talking about this before. Like, it was all said. This was all prophesied. This was all told before. Yeah. Because it's a manifestation of a physical, materialistic thing that's already going to die out. You know what I mean? It's not nothing that's original. You feel what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it was already prophesied that it was going to die down, you know. But the way that it was coming was already a part of their plan, you know, to add in sickness due to them having to die off later on. Right. So it's like, okay, well, we can't be here. We're going to make sure y'all not going to be here either. But that's the thing. That's the way that the divine, our ancestors, you know, how energy and universe work. Like, you know, what's what was here before you got here is going to be here after you leave. You feel me? So it's like all of their cycles, like the virus, like they're trying to bring on an apocalyptic situation yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's bringing in all the fear. So it's just like it's definitely causing the distraction to where everybody, like he said, has already said a long time ago, you got to start growing your own ish. You know what I mean? You got it in your backyard. You know what I mean? And then they started cutting out the backyards and, you know, all this other stuff. So it was all a part of it, but it's like, yo, just do it while you can because, like, what's going on right now, they were already taking it out because, like, they act like only some few farms around here. You know what I mean? And it's like, they've already been, you know, putting BS into those farms anyway. So it's like, we really shouldn't have been depending on them anyway. I've been a naysayer of urban farming. I I have. I mean, I've been a naysayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been a naysayer because I'm like, okay, we already are in the most unhealthiest place. Yeah. And you want to grow crops in the inner mm-hmm. city where mm-hmm. all this bullshit and air is. Mm-hmm. I get it, but no. Yeah, I mean, let's works. go out to the outskirts where the air is fresh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I have been a naysayer urban farming. See, and that's the thing. But the way everything is going right now, they yeah. want it to be where we have to depend on the stores. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is as easy as other farmers that do come out, you know, local farmers and stuff like yeah. that. But it's still heading to the stores. Like, they still don't care that it says on the label, this was just bought down the street from Homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and it's wow. just like, they're still going to worry about this store. Uh-huh. This yeah. building is what they're worshiping like a church. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That's where people are going to. So it's like, just because it's not in this store, that's what's causing the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, even if they would drive past a whole truck with watermelons just to get it right down the street so it's like that distraction that was all built for that for that store yeah. the food and all that stuff that really don't even matter 
It's just the it's sword. Just the yeah, and it's yeah. and it's and it's a long game. You know what I mean? That's why even when we have conversations about things like conforming and things like that's everybody's gonna break eventually. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not a big seedless watermelon grape fan. I've seen the most diehard homies be like that too. Then a couple years pass. I don't know. I'm gonna try that seedless watermelon. I'm cool. <laughs> Tell me how it is. I'm, I don't. I'm cool. I just have no interest. I stopped eating watermelon. Dead ass. I have no interest in doing that. You know what I mean? So what she said hit the nail on the head because again, go look at their Kroger's and Giant Eagles. These are their safe, sacred places. But that's why they keep underestimating the black experience. The corner store can never be our sacred place. Like, I got homies that got shot at the corner store, stabbed at the corner store. Half the people done fought behind the corner store. So, yeah, sugar in here, and it's, that's cool. But I still got to go back to my life. Yeah. This doesn't heal my life. This makes me feel better for 10 minutes. On a walk home, the sugar wear off. And I'm like, damn, should have got more candy. <laughs> yeah, this is what keeps the addiction going. Yeah. Man, just for a, a switch... Flashing lights, news, breaking news. Uh, Brittany Griner has been released on a prison swap uh, from a Russian, I, I, I think, a Russian terrorist. Yeah. Russian terrorist that was an arms dealer. Um, before we put this topic on the table, if you do want to call in and tap into this conversation, um, it was a scary conversation I had with a lawyer about five years ago. And she said... <clears throat> Delane, most citizens feel like they have rights in the judicial system, but behind closed doors in the judge's chamber, your life is being negotiated. And it has nothing to do with the facts, has nothing to do with the evidence, has everything to do with the relationships that go behind in those judges' chambers. And that scared the shit out of me. No matter how much you know about these laws, when you sit in front of that judge, your fate has already been determined. Man, that's crazy. So therefore, when I said prison swap, what the hell is a prison swap? What does one case have to do with the other? And this would let me even further know, our judicial system is fucked. Yeah. The way that we govern and we judge people and, and, and who's, you know, behind bars and who's not, it's a scary thing because your life can be taken just like that, which is why mass incarceration for us is just it, it, it's, it's right in front of our face they're flaunting this in front of our face and we can't do nothing about it man. Yeah. i mean what do you what, what are your thoughts about a, a prison swap um yeah it's pretty ridiculous but you know all of this is ridiculous so <laughs> you know what do you expect but i think what you're saying is 100 percent, and um these are times when you need to get into your purpose and understand your divine purpose because uh Shit, Nelson Mandela went to jail. Huey Newton was in jail. You know what I mean? And even when we were watching the Fred Hampton situation where they start bringing a lot of those tapes out that the CIA had and the FBI had, they was even saying, like, you don't want to send them to jail. Like, they're going to get in there and have a voice. And they're going to get in there and get with each other and create a community. And they're going to listen to this person. You know what I mean? So you either going to have to take their life or keep them out here in just inhumane situations, which mm. so many brothers run back to jail because they say out here is so much harder. Mm, wow. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, life is how you look at it. It's perspective. It's how you spin it. But I think if you start adopting a mindset, you're where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? That'll change your whole scope because 
that's how they use the fear against us. You know what I mean? The black man, like, we got a fear crossing the street, you might go to jail. Don't drive too fast, you might go to jail. You better not leave wherever you at smelling like weed, you might go to jail. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that constant fear of, man, I can't do anything. And yeah. that's all you hear in your head is, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. So honestly, you just got to be free, man. Like anything can happen already. <laughs> you feel me? Daddy King said that you could be five minutes down the street and be involved in something. You yeah. Had no been, yeah. You had no idea that you would be involved in for the yeah. rest of the day. But how do we believe? Because they, they tell us in school, they teach us in school, you know, uh, if you become a law-abiding citizen, put your faith in the just justice system, uh, you're uh, innocent until proven guilty. That's a bunch of bullshit. 100%. That's a bunch of propaganda. Yeah. And this is, and, and what I'm telling people is like, this case right here shows you if you have the proper money or the proper influence, they said it was something to gain because Russia was, I mean, based on the the, the, the conflict that is almost reminiscent of what we were in the 80s as far as America and Russia, we're here now. Yeah. And we're negotiating prisoners? Like, exactly. Okay, there was something to be gained oh, yeah. with the release. <laughs> like, they don't got intel now. Like, this person, this terrorist don't got our information and our secrets. <laughs> and y'all ain't been torturing, boy. We yeah. know what we be doing over here. You know what I mean? But that's that's the beauty and the hilarity of America, especially the judicial system. Because they all believe in that law. Till it's they son that got the DUI. Yeah. Till it's they daughter that accidentally killed somebody drunk driving. You know what I mean? Like, the law makes sense then until now you got to operate outside of it. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? So, again, this is now the experience we're constantly being faced with in America by being black. This is why the African-American experience is so different than every other melanated person's experience. You know what I mean? And we grew up having to listen to that. Like, yeah, I'm Dominican. I'm Colombian. I'm from Africa. I'm you dig? And we just like it was not a flex being from America. We didn't even want to say we was we didn't even know. Like we had to check with the government. Like, are we American yet? Is we can we claim this yet? You dig? Like, so now we're getting to the point where when a person attacks you, you know what I mean? Like, you could get into a defense, you could try to understand why they're trying to attack you, or you can use this to see the bigger picture now. Like, and that's what black power came from. It didn't come from we woke up in ego like, oh, we so much superior than everybody. We woke up and we try to give you a gift and you try to kill me. <laughs> There's a reason for that. That's because you think you know one day I got the ability to kill you. And you know one day it'll be swift. It'll be quick. So now every day your anxiety is like, we got to take him out first. The same thing we said with the bucking. That's what's happening within our own... Because that's where we're headed to. You know what I mean? Even in 2050, if it happened, how they're predicting it's going to happen. It ain't going to be peace on earth. Africans were still selling other Africans back in the day. So we just going to create classism now within ourselves. Racism would be disappeared and it'd just be classism. It'd just be your status. would be determined on how people treat you. You dig what I'm saying? So that stuff has to happen. Like... For me, it, it, you know, and these kind of things are taboo. Like, they borderline the Kanye shit, but it's too many people already on Earth, especially with how we live and how we function. Right. If it was more balanced, it would make sense. But when you got 10 billion people and 8 billion of them are poor, and then 1 billion of them are just barely getting by, yeah. <laughs> and then even a lesser fraction are actually, you would consider them wealthy, you know what I mean? That's a problem. What's, what's scary is that, um, what I heard in the conversation today is that if Brittany Griner wasn't Brittany Griner, she would have been forgot about. Oh, hundred percent. And put in the system. And I, I just think about so many of our brothers that get behind that steel gate, and 
even though their families love them, their whole mentality is like, man, that's a grown person. Now they belong to their state property. They going to get three hots in the car. We out here struggling. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, you know, the letters be, start decreasing. Uh, the yeah. support for that young man or I want to focus on the young black man. The focus on that young man has now decreased. The visits become less, especially if he's doing football numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. So this is this is what starts to institutionalize uh, being institutionalized is because now my family is gone, and this is this is again slavery, <laughs> separating yeah, yeah. <laughs> separating this man from his family, and and, and and basically getting free labor from him, yeah, and 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 hurting him. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. And this is what we don't understand is that this is the mentality of a lot of young men. It's like, man, if I'm not a rapper or a ball player. I'm ignored. Yeah. And if I go behind this wall, mm-hmm. and this is why we, they take the chances that they take. Yeah. Because that's also a part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? They want people to forget about, you know, our black kings and stuff like that. Because what? They're going to do just like what they've been doing. They can go and make that baby disappear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they can test, do all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have so many things that are that are being talked about during these tea parties. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because they have bigger motives, bigger plans. You know what I mean? Because they're back there. And that's where the mace, all that all just come into play. We're just gonna go ahead and talk about it. Let's just, fuck it. Absolutely. just go ahead and talk about yeah, it. You know what I mean? So, you know, since it's a part of their plan, like they're trying to, you know, do something to make them continue to live. You feel me? That's why they're doing so many funding, you know, so many donations go to the jail system. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's so many underground bullshit that's through that jail system. You know, we have a lot of people. Uh, well, a lot of jealousy that's making our food, that's making our lights and plates, you know, doing all types of stuff. So it's like, for real, for real, that system is within the system, within the system. So it's like they're using them to do stuff on the outside, and then they're also using them to create some BS on the inside. So it's like people don't really know what this jail system really, really holds. Like what you were saying was nothing but truth. They really are becoming comfortable inside of the jail system. And it's like, that's how they want that's it to be. their family and everything, like yeah, you said. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's how the system wants it to be. So, because they do this inside work. They do this all, you know, it's the mm-hmm. same process. Do you hear me? It's the same process. And it's like actually seeing it because, you know, being in, in the psych where I'm telling you all my business, but being in there, you know, you actually see people like fade out because it's like their family no longer is worried about them nothing. And then you start seeing these doctors come like, well, it's okay if we transfer you to another system. We would like to do more testing. The next thing you know, that baby is gone. That person disappeared. These are facts. You feel me? You can research Whoa. it. And then these doctors and stuff, some of them, their dads or whatever, they're owning these colleges. They're owning these jail systems. Like, and when you dig all into all of this, is the same system. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Jeez. dig deep into it, y'all. Like, it's really deep and it's very depressing and it's effed up. Because so they'll they transfer that person. inmate even further away mm-hmm. from their family because now you ain't driving eight hours, 16 hours to go yeah. see your loved one. Mm-hmm. But because, and I just want for my clarity, because this fit inmate already feels abandoned, mm-hmm. he'll take that deal. Yeah, that's, that's where that kind of like, you know, well, you're the only one that's been here. So it's kind of like, you know, not biting the hand that's been feeding you. You know, they become your master, like you said, like in slavery, become obedient to that master because that's pretty much all you have. So they're like, okay, well, cool. What's so bad from that jail and this jail? You know what I mean? What's so bad from this side work that side work? So just like you were saying, they're transferring. They're doing that whole jail, whatever. That's the whole plan of it because it's like maybe your cellmate would be a little more better over here because, you know, my people, they need to work on, like, you know, vision. Da-da-da. Maybe we can, you know, work on them and test on them over here. You can test on my inmate over there because this is what that inmate's good for. You know, a little stuff. You just kind of dig into it. It's really fucked up. And this is all truth that you can see in the fine brain research of these hospitals, schools, everything. You'll see all that BS so, in there. Am I far-fetched to interpret 
like let's say a young man is over here in Ohio, but he's in a maximum situation mm -hmm. and he's around the threat of violence all the time, right? But me as the warden or the government could come in and say, you know what? Even though you're probably facing about 18 years, we can send you to Colorado where the prisons are not as, I mean, a, a more minimum security, mm -hmm. almost kind of make it look like a damn resort, but it's still mm -hmm. prison. Mm -hmm. And he'll take that deal just to get away from that, that violent element. Mm-hmm. all my because they make you become like a gladiator over yeah. here. They actually be doing gladiator situations in there, just like how they did it within slavery. They would pick some of the best men. Like, hey, you know, come on here. You can relieve some of that stress over here. Da -da. And they, they actually do this within the jail system. Like, they have mm -hmm. private, quiet, wrestling, gladiator matches with these inmates. Like, just like in New York, where they have, it, they have them on the island. Right. Who's coming out there? Who can come over an island and come see them? Like, right. they've set it up like that, like... Oh, it's some shit. And then you look under the island, they got tunnels, all types of stuff. They got a little trafficking on in and there, like, going all through. It's so much stuff that you really dig into that they they talk about on a regular. These tea parties have all of these systems within that. You know, just like how you're saying, just like with the voting and everything. A lot of these voting are going through laws. It's going into accepting trafficking and stuff like that and donating these prisoners. Like, they got to, you know, they got to do whatever they got to do for their time. So, it's like they're doing random sentencing on it. It's just stuff that you definitely... Now forgive me because the the people that killed that young lady over in Cabo mm -hmm. that they're probably gonna have to do time in Mexico. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That that I feel that the punishment is gonna fit the crime. Yeah, because people don't realize is that they don't have humane laws in these other countries. Oh no, they don't have. To, they treat their prisoners like. Prisons. prisons in the Bible days. Yeah, like <laughs> You can be chained up like to a hostages. wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's torture involved. There's there's starvation involved. There's a lot of shit that happens yeah. in your prison. Like at least there are customs that have to be followed. There's there's yeah. a, a social system that has but even though you know it's it's still bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Behind what we can't see. There's still a social system that makes sure that the prisoners are treated like humans. They don't have to do that shit. Oh, no. Because who's going to check them? You know what I mean? But that, all of that, too, fits into the glam of America. You know what I mean? Because here, prison ain't just prison. Right. Prison's a reality show. Prison's <laughs> they focus group. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, like she's saying, all these studies is, is public. You know what I mean? They've been doing studies on prisoners for years. Yeah. For decades. Mm -hmm. And one of the main ones, like, that I used to study um, in psychology, I forget which prison they did it at, but... They took two month spans. So for one month, they were just giving them the prison food, what they normally eat, rap music, and then check, like monitor them. You know what I mean? Checking their violence, their aggression levels. And they was like, where they usually are, a little bit higher. You know what I mean? So then the next month, they were putting in health food and pumping opera through there. Aggression went down, confrontation went down, violence went down. And these is like, Violent offenders. They do these studies in like maximum security prisons. You know what I mean? This person killed their family. Like this ain't just they ain't just in here for parking tickets. You feel me? So that's what they use these things for. Again, like America's a business. That's all businesses do is focus groups. They get enough people together, ask certain questions, poke one motherfucker, see what everybody do. You feel me? Like because they need the data. You know what I mean? The data is all they want. That's why like even. When we get to talking about certain conspiracy theories, it's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. They want you to think they have all these abilities and they have all these agendas. They really just want your information so they can sell you some shit. These are some random old white men. These motherfuckers ain't brainiacs. They ain't scientists. You know what I mean? They're clever. Like, 
they learn how to finesse. They learn how to finesse better than anybody else. You know what I mean? And because it was already kind of set up for them. So prison was already aligned in every... I mean, slavery was basically prison. It was the same yeah, shit. Sure, yeah. It was already aligned in that control. Because once you can get enough people in a populated area believing the same thing, they're going to control themselves. You don't have to do anything. That's how the plantation worked. Yeah. There was only a few overseers to hundreds of slaves sometimes. So you have to create that. a system to where... They're trapped in the system. There's no way of breaking it out of the system. You got to create a system to where there's residual damage in the system that people don't even realize until it happens. That's the stuff that happens in the prison system. That's how prison has affected me. You know what I mean? And um, I even seen like uh, Jamie Foxx's story like about his dad going to prison. You know what I mean? He went to prison over like a little amount of substance. He was like an educator in the neighborhood and shit. So his dad ended up doing like seven years for that shit. So he told his dad it was the same situation I had with my brother. You know what I mean? And I've never been in prison. Never been. In, I've never been arrested in my life. So coming into that bitch, I felt like I was going into prison. Right. And how he said it is he told his dad, he was like, I can't be coming in here to see you like this. I look at you like a king. And they got you in here shackled. And you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I know what's going on in here. Right. I can't come see you like this. So now this is the residual. Sometimes that's why the families don't come. Because... They don't want to remember you like that. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to hear nobody yelling, oh, time to go. Get your ass up. And, nah, hell nah. And they wasn't going for that on the outside. You right, know what right. I mean? So it's the psychological damage now, you know what I mean, to where they really got a hold of us. And it's because we're not healing those things. We're not unpacking certain things. It's so bad. People just want to close their eyes and hide under the bed. You dig? But that's what it means when we say the veil is lifted. There's nowhere to hide no more. <laughs> you know what's Everyone's exposed to the truth. What's scary about what you just said was um, everybody has that thought. Like, how does 10 men control hundreds of prisoners behind a wall? But people don't realize those 10 men have backup reinforcement. Yeah. So if that front line or that prison system or that, you know, uh, uh, what do you call them? Correctional facility. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Corrections officers don't work. Yeah. They have that city's police. Right. That city's police doesn't work, then they bring in the National Guard. Yeah. If that doesn't work, you know what I'm saying? There's so Keep many escalating it. There's so many backup reinforcements to maintain order. That even if we the people do revolt, these people have had four hundred year head start to say, okay, if this they're playing chess with our ass, like, okay, if yeah. this doesn't work to, to restore order, then we do this. This is why I was like, what are we riding for? Because yeah. we gonna ride and get mad and tear up our own shit yeah. for a few days, but once these motherfuckers come with martial law. Oh, y'all ass gonna go in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I think more so, so I think more so it's a message. You know what I mean? Um, there's a time, there's a time to speak and there's a time for action. Right. And most revolutionaries, most activists, like they're just sending a message. So the reason we riot, the reason we attack is because the day we stop doing all that, that's when they won. That's when they no longer have to have the police patrolling people and shit. They like, oh, they they really slaves again. Like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So and they learned that was like exactly what you're saying is what was working against them. They learned that was counterproductive when I was out here riding on a horse with my gun. Like you said, I need to have the gun, but you don't need to know I have the gun. Mm. I'm going to go get the gun when you get out of line. Right. You get what I'm saying? So even in prison, some of them, they they were, they were used to call for that to come out. Like the snipers and shit on the roof, like people were trying to get rid of that shit. Right. Like, because you, now you're stirring up shit. If I come to a conversation with you and you got a gun out, it's a whole different conversation. Yeah, it's 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So now you're forcing me to be aggressive, and then when I retaliate, oh, they're just aggressive. He's just an angry black man. You yeah. know what I mean? This motherfucker got a gun to brought a gun to a conversation. Like <laughs> <laughs> people usually bring liquor or a gift, or you know what I mean? You brought a weapon. Now, I'm already, <laughs> like I'm already on the defense. You yeah, already right. sending a message with how this conversation is gonna go, right. so that I'm in charge. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And the reason it doesn't work, the reason why, like she said, they won't be able to destroy our world because they really don't control our world. And the few people who are programmed, you're giving them control. They can't take control. They can't do nothing. No one can do anything to you you don't allow them to do. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Yeah. And it may be scary confronting it, but you're allowing them to do it if you just shut up. You dig what I'm saying? So now we're in a position to where again, the veil's lifted. Everybody knows the truth about what's going on. So if you are where you are, you're choosing to be there to a certain extent. So how can we keep getting mad at the government when you keep doing shit to get in jail? You know what I mean? And then you got the other people on the side like me to where it's like, I've been in hella situations and I've had to deal with them all on my own all the time. Like, I ain't never called 911. You ain't never going to hear me on one of them records. Like, yeah, I need help. And you dig? Like, and I'm waiting 20 minutes for them to show up. Like, it's never going to happen. So now we're forced to govern ourselves. And our people is who you got to govern yourself against. So now they've already started creating that divide. Before we try to come together, we're divided. You done showed up to the rally and this motherfucker don't like you because you got red shoes on. Like, wait, ain't we talking about equality and peace? And I just don't like the red shoes, dog. Like, I don't think I can protest with you. You know what I mean? Some deep-rooted shit that we've never unpacked, we've never dealt with. So in that situation, like, I love my brother to death. You know what I mean? But we have to start protecting our peace. We have to protect our peace at all means. And then what they're trying to do against us won't work. The prison shit won't work. The food deserts won't work. But as long as we depend on them, as long as we're allowing it for a paycheck, for a seemingly safe neighborhood, you know what I mean? For a cop that patrols your area, so now you think your cars ain't going to be... And the Kia boy's been running wild. <laughs> so so you can't, lie, you can't lie to yourself anymore. It's either you're going to stand up and defend for yourself or you're going to be a prisoner. That's it. But we... I, right or wrong, have we been victims of... Pavlov's theory. Mm -hmm. uh, Pavlov's theory is basically you. Um, it was I, I think it was a dog. Yeah, you talking and, about uh, reaffirmation? Yeah, reaffirmation. So anytime yeah. that bell rung, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That dog got something. So when they would ring the bell, the dog was programmed like I'm gonna get a treat. And so therefore, hold on real quick. Um, so 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 therefore. Our our treat has been convenience. Yes. Our treat has been... That's why I just see that nobody... I, I never understand why we say there's unemployment is here, but there's so many help wanted signs here. And yeah. there's so many jobs and warehouses that need people. People don't want it no more. They, don't, they really don't want to work yeah. no more. And I was like, how did we get us to that point? Like, there's no reason to be broke... I mean, even if you do, well, oh, there was a, there was a post. Um, I worked 130 hours and my check was only 730 some dollars. I'm like, well, sometimes you got to stay there for a minute, hustle that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was sound a little far fetched, 130 hours, but still, yeah. Anything is better than the scapegoat route of some of the mentality of a lot of these young kings that says, "I'd rather sell drugs mm -hmm. and take that chance than to go work at McDonald's." And make what I make in an hour in yeah. two weeks. I'm, I mean, there's a. I've seen dudes like 
McDonald's for what? Yeah. I make what I make in two weeks in an hour. But all I'm that's not about not, to do that shit. All that's not mental health, though. Some of that's practicality. Some of that's what's best for them. You know what I mean? And, like, because what's happening here is that is the programming. That's the sugar. They're just trying to give you enough to where you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when you start running your mouth again, they just going to hand you a sucker. Because you a, you a sucker at this point. You dig what I'm saying? AKA like, 50 Cent Rays. AKA 50 Cent Rays. I wouldn't say people don't want to work anymore. People don't want to work anymore for the inhumane conditions. People don't want to live with a slumlord anymore. Like, people are tired of just, because I can do bad all by myself. That's what's happening with relationships. You know what I mean? If I'm going to be here and be unhappy, I'm just going to leave. Because I did that. I was here. I wasn't happy. I did stay here for five years. I did help you go on vacations and you put braces in your kids' mouths while my kids ain't got teeth in their fucking mouth. You dig what I'm saying? I did that. And what did that work out for me? You promised a hundred of us the same position. So that's what people are leaving now. You, you can't just get by because our generation, we was that do-it generation. I t- man, I was out here doing everything. You hear me? Like I was selling vacuums. I did cut I sold knives. I did everything out here. And none of them paid me enough. None of them respected my time. None of them greeted me as a human being. They looked at me as a number, as an employee, like a prisoner. You dig? So if I'm going to come over here to this person and say, no, no, I don't want your prison. Why would I go sign up for this person's prison? You see what I'm saying? So in all of their systems, it's the same system. So now we're rejecting all of them because, again, we see the truth about them. Back then, we didn't know. Our parents didn't prepare us for this. They pushed us out the house, go get a job. That's going that's gonna to make you happy. That's going to make somebody want you. Mm-hmm. There and, were three politicians, before you start, there were three politicians there on this wall that said, I don't condemn drug dealers. Yeah. And I had to look at I them like, what them. the fuck Those are you my saying? <laughs> three politicians. I swear, we can play the tape back. Yeah. They said, I do not condemn drug dealers. And I said, what are you saying? Their breakdown was, People are tired. Yeah. People are tired of these income, inhumane conditions, yeah. and they would rather take that chance, yeah. an entrepreneurial chance, than I got to work till uh, my fingers to the bone, and I will still not amount to where I want to be. Because it, it kind of brings us to the fact of you know, with slavery, you gonna stay on this ship and work, or you gonna die before your, you know, I mean, for your pride. You're not about right. to be this slave. You because also with these applications of nowadays, they're having more requirements. Like you can't have locks, you can't have an afro. They're taking your pride all in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like like they say, yeah, we're getting tired. We're getting beyond tired. We're being forced to be tired. Also, like. They don't want us to work for them sometimes nowadays. Like, they're making the op- applications, Jim Crow law, all that, making it hard for us. So some of, these, some of our community, they have no choice but to say, F it. I'm not about to do that because your pride is with that. Because, like, so just like you said, it's, they're giving it, they're making us do it for, like, what, $10 an hour? Yeah. And it's, like, minimum wage is supposed to be, what, 15 and up. Some jobs is still $9. Like, yeah. that is ridiculous. They're just saying, like, we don't give a fuck. We don't care. This is just what it is. You know, so it's, like, why should we apply for a job that has hella rules that you know the white men all these other muffles break on the regular they don't have these same requirements and they definitely get paid more than we do and it's in it's facts that it said that white men definitely get paid more than black men it's a part of the system so it's like why do we just settle and say yeah i'm cool with that that's all right that's pretty much like fucking i ain't nobody you can just tell me who i am i'll just mm. go ahead and do it so that's pretty much what's becoming that's your initiation that's sad. yeah that's sad i mean look at it like this average if, if you have a decent job okay let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year. 
Now, of course, you have your normal living expenses. You got a mortgage, you pay your mortgage, you pay all your utilities, you pay your car payment, you pay your car insurance, blah, blah, blah. One mishap out of life. One, not 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 several, just one. Your furnace goes out. Your transmission goes the out. The stove. Your stove big. goes out. Yeah. <laughs> $5,000 just wiped. You're either automatically in debt, so now you're behind the eight ball, or you've decreased your bottom line significantly. Or you got to go get a loan. You got to depend got, on them to, got to depend on white man to fix your problem. So now what you thought was a good job, now you neck and neck with homeboy in the hood yeah. who's on welfare. Or you on job number two. Or you on job. So where does the time now come in Talk for you? It, you know what I mean? So where does your rest, where does your life come in? And that's that's how we should be looking at life. You know what I mean? I rarely focus on the message. I focus on the context. Mm-hmm. So if option two is selling drugs, I don't want to know what option one is. You <laughs> <did>? <laughs> Through context, I already know it's some it's something crazy. You yeah. feel me? If you done got to this point that you willing to throw away your freedom, that means you already weren't having your freedom in this situation. Mm. So it depends on what you want. That's why the workforce doesn't work for everybody because it's like school. They come in here and teach one way. They do everything one way, knowing everyone learns differently. Everyone applies information differently. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not a big money person. I, I care about freedom of time. I want to be able to move how I want to move. If me and the homie, me and the shorty got something going on, we can just go out of town. We can get on a plane. I don't want to have to worry about calling off and scheduling. You dig what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I so a job can't give me my freedom of time. You know, so my take from that is why I'm working this job. I need to be intentional. I need to know why I'm here. And I'm not in here complaining and, oh, this job's so horrible. I know I'm here temporary. I know I just got to come here, flip this money, and then get out of here, and I can go work for myself again. You know what I mean? So that's what a lot of black people are experiencing. Like, you're complaining, but they gave you a way out, which they're just creating a whole new circle that we went through with college, with debt, with having to work because you have so many debt. That's why I didn't do like the PPP because that's all that looked like to me. That looks like they're creating more debt so they can create a new workforce. So y'all got to come to work because now you got this 20, 40, 60 bands. You already behind. You ain't even got your car or your house. That's going to add on to that. Son, are they still indicting these people? They about to bring the PPP back. Oh, they've been indicting them, yeah. You, but again, you're not I hearing about them because they disappear within the system. <laughs> do you ever see scammers? Nobody. Do you go ever to jail. see scammers go to jail? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't never see scammers go to jail. The only time I know a scammer don't go to jail is when he ain't hit my phone. Yo, I got free gas. <laughs> I'm texting him like, "What's I need gas? Where you at?" He must be in jail. But you don't see that on the news. You don't see it on the news. You don't see them rounding them up. So if you got scammers around you, yeah. But the average person, you don't see that. It just they just in and out. You're the average person. My bad. They just in and out. You know what I mean? They they disappearing. You feel me? You only see the violent crimes. You only see that type of stuff. You like, oh, you're such and such facing murder, and but nah, these white collar crimes and the stuff they get in trouble for. They don't report that stuff. You you're know? Right. And, and the funny thing about it is, like you said, when it comes to that scamming world, as long as you don't get greedy, you can make a lifestyle. You, you got you no good. Because yeah, a lot of people out here scamming. Get a hot. We gotta chill out. You feel me? Yeah. I do so many finesses. Here. That's how I know a lot of people out here scamming. Yeah. It's either the rental, it's the yeah. food stand. I can, yes. I'm getting something because they in a position to where they came in here and they bought into that dream that you work hard, you're going to own this company one day. Right. And they five years in and it ain't even look gradually looking like it's about to be like that. So 
the average person, they gonna now look at it how I go into it looking at it. I'm Robin Hood. Y'all, this is this mine. This old to me. You dig? And I know your company. I know how much waste y'all have. I know how much money y'all already losing for stuff y'all just don't take care of. You ain't gonna miss this over here come up missing. Man. And I ain't taking out of your pocket. I'm taking out of the whole company and I'm dispersing it back to my people. I'm, su- I'm, I'm supporting boosters. I love that's boosters. That's Shout I'm out to the boosters, I'm support, man. I'm supporting boosters. <laughs> that's what, that's what's the key of working. When you go to work somewhere, you got to learn that system. Finesse that mobile. Yeah. Go get your own. You're not supposed to be there 500 plus years. I've heard people like, I've been here for 20 years. Good Lord. Have you? Yeah. Like, what did you do from here? Like, have you been boosted? Did you just... <laughs> <laughs> what you been doing? Like, you've been right here for 20 years. I can't do that. Like, bro, I would have been and had a whole building yeah. just like this, whipped off of this, took them up. Because you just that just living in that is just I would have went postal and people you know ain't I mean? going hard like that yeah. no more. Yeah. People used to flip out at their job. Yes, terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Tear the world getting soft. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what opened my eyes was this. This is what opened my eyes. And I, I told people, I said, y'all's pandemic, or as the brother Urema said, y'all's pandemic backfired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It backfired because you sent so many people home and gave them the entrepreneurial mindset. Yep, yep you sure did. <laughs> they gave them freedom of time. And they felt so much better than when they had the money. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. the money ain't everything. Like, that kind of stuff come and go. But your life, your experiences, your memories, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you need that time to be able to work and do this type of job. So when you come into anything with the right intention, right mindset, you're going to be able to use it peacefully. But... When you come into all these new situations like we did, where you don't know what it is, oh, here's this credit card, here's this car loan, here, and we 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 just seeing this for the first time, you're gonna mess it up. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna grow if you're just focusing on how I messed it up when you knew I didn't have the education to begin with. Right. What did you think I was gonna do with it? You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we messed it up because it wasn't even for us. We shouldn't right. have been doing this to begin with. Mm-hmm. So now we're making our own choices and. You know, I see the jokes and stuff with people, especially saying like, yeah, I see everybody going back to work. The PPP flexes them went away because they was going hard. Right. But people got their checks. Yeah. I wasn't even on social media. People was flexing so hard. Boys, like, the trips to Miami. <laughs> oh. I said, whoa. And I was, I was still thinking about doing it. And then, you know, that moral code in me was like, man, they going to fuck around put everybody in the penitentiary. I just don't and do the first do, wave or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see what happened to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you dig? So. Yeah. And, and that's when you wait too late. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when you that's too late about fact. it. And I'm not going to lie. I really did think mofos was going to be popping out with hella stores, all Same. types of stuff. I was really disappointed. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was so disappointed. I was like, well, goddamn. People just got <laughs> another really, refund check, basically. Yeah, that's all it was. Because, like, y'all did have mad stacks. Like, y'all could have did some ish. 50,000. Like, yeah. 50,000. Some of them minimum 50,000. Minimum, you yeah. I'm, I'm like, looking at you can't the numbers get that in like, business loan. bro. Yeah. I would have did so good with just about two of them. Like, you try to tell me you had that much. Like when my when I was in college, people used to come out with about ten stacks. I came out with about three hundred. Yeah, not even three hundred. Sometimes wow. like my shit was gone. Like you feel me? Like I was just sitting there like. You know, they be gone within about two weeks, though. Like, yeah. broke like a mug. Like, bruh. I was just every night. thinking, like, if I just had half of that, like, you feel me? Like, I would have, like, what the heck? Like, it, it was disappointing. It was like, damn. And, and shout out to the people who, who are who thriving. Come, who yeah. are still thriving. Yeah. But you're not going to hear about them. Yeah. And y'all stay hidden. When something <laughs> right, works for you, yeah, yeah, don't right. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> You dig? Like, we don't need those success stories. They need to stay hidden. Them scammers, them, them boosters, stay hidden. Yeah. 
Do your thing. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, you're going to be condemning somebody's lifestyle and you're going to meet another person and be perfectly fine with what's going on with them. Right. And that's what pisses me off about people in general. Right. Because you look at things like government assistance, which... We get condemned for it, but white people are owing more than we are. Way more than we It's not even close. They don't get condemned for that. That's what they're supposed to do. We ain't supposed to do the PPP. Jay-Z and them was getting three mil. Kanye got like two mil. Diddy got like five mil. Nobody was mad. Oh, that's smart. They, so, so why ain't we smart when we do it? Well, here's the thing, and you know I may get flagged on this. <laughs> it's fine. Perfect. We, 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 we speak we the truth. Imagine this. Andrew Carnegie and a few other rich, wealthy men said, show me a rich man and I'll show you a great crime. Mm. Show me any rich man and I'll show you a great crime. And, 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 and the reason why he said that is because, like, like Brother Tim said and like Sister Aaron said, we are in a system. And as long as you are the moving pieces and you're not moving the pieces, you are part of that system. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when you go to that job, it's only the illusion of freedom. And it's only there for you to have just enough to pay your bills so that they can prostitute you for 40 more hours Mm -hmm. and 40 more hours. If you read Pepe Ken's book, there's a part in that book that says, a hoe knows she's a hoe. A hoe knows that she's surrendering and she's taking all these chances. Is where you fuck up is the mindset of why does she do this? Mm-hmm. The fact that she wants to do this is what makes her hoe. It's the convenience of I I, I have this person to rely on. Mm-hmm. The minute that she says no more, she could do it at any time she wants to. But this man is it's his job to keep her cloudy. It's his job to keep her in a funk to say you need me. You need me. And, and he only gives her just enough to survive. Her choice to be a hoe is what makes her a hoe. You know what I'm saying? So that this is what I'm saying is that the only way that you can rise above is to take a chance. And a lot of those chances are penitentiary chances. Yeah. I hate to say, I they hate are. to bust your bubble. But, uh, but the, and this is what I'm saying. It goes to the people that I said that got that 50, 100,000. And you'll never hear from them because they know if I let this out, number one, you're going to tell on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they coming after me. You messed yeah. up my plans. But I'm good. Yeah. I got that 100000 I'm under the radar for the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. for yeah. real, those, those scammers <laughs> and those hoes, you feel me? Like those scammers be this this <laughs> New York and Cali got their own spot. You yeah. feel me? Got their own store. Got their own thrift. Whatever the case is, then them hoes, it, they out here actually buying their own record label. You feel me? So they had that natural hustle in them already. So when they did do them embursements of, you know, $50,000, like, they actually knew how to use it because they already had plans because they already had that hustle making that money before. It was like so a gift of God. Like, oh, it's here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so already, I'm going to add this. Go time. Already had saved, yeah. Because a lot of them hoes saving up all them dollars and all of that, whatever, they got it stashed away because they got bigger plans for that. Like, I'm going to be a hoe. I'm sacrificing this right now because I know my bigger plan. You feel what I'm saying? So it's kind of like with the... Um, uh, like yeah, the scammer. I'm sorry, yeah, the scammers and stuff. Like that's why they always come back with a hustle. You know, I'm saying they always got something up there because they got a. This is their plan. They always going after that dollar. It's always gonna be something with that dollar. You feel me? So it's like it's just like with the Robin Hood. Like they not about to. They part of the dark dark web too. Like it's like, it's a lot of like they making ways. You know, making sure that they ask to stay afloat. But it's like away from their system. So they scamming the system to bring back to the hood. So it's just 
almost in a scamming Let's go to the dark side real quick. <laughs> Isn't it more to sell coochie? No. And I think... Um, <laughs> is, is it a, I asked him, is, is it immoral? Is it immoral to sell coochie? Oh. No. I, I guess... I mean, whatever can be bought can be sold. You dig what I'm saying? And I think a lot of this is, you know, it's perspective-based. That's what makes these conversations so difficult initially. But to me, like... Because my one of my biggest focuses, like, we talk about it a lot, is like con artists. So, like, a person who's trying to con you does not come into this with a plan. They don't come into it with a trick. Mm -hmm. They figure out what you know, and then they manipulate what you know and what you're prepared to do. Okay. I feel like, so a person selling vagina, you know what I mean? They're not all just woke up like, I want to sell my shit today. You did like. (laughs) (laughs) But they know men. They know what men want. They know what men are willing to pay for. So now a person who normally wouldn't is in a certain situation is more susceptible to go I'm in this way. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> but actual, this is why we do spirituality because it's about knowing yourself and it's knowing everything isn't for everybody. So there's also some people who can just wake up like I'll never sell any mm-hmm. ever, no matter. I'll net life will never get that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dig and. A lot of that, that's what we need. We need to be able to stand on that. We need that point. So I think a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of women in those situations just don't have standards for themselves. They don't have any worth for themselves. So they don't even think about, is this right or wrong? They think about, I need this money. We was just talking about on the way here, people that run, go get that plasma, that 50. Yeah, you don't yeah, love Marvin. you don't love needles and plasma. <laughs> <laughs> you need that fifty, you dig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's usually for a bigger plan. Right, right, right. So now that's the association to where that's just a hustler's mentality. That's why it's so that to me is why strippers get looked at as hoes. Because they got that same hustle. They got that same drive. They're running the same con. You dig what I'm saying? Right. They're just going different means by how they get in, by where they're willing to go. That's why you get a lot of them dancers that come in like, I ain't sleeping with nobody. You know what I mean? Right. That's why you get shit. Junior from Players Club. That's why you get men like that because they like, hold up. You a hoe. You strip. You a, what? And they're like, no, I, I strip. And this is my hustle. And I stack this bread and I go to school because once I get enough, I ain't coming back to this no more. And I've never crossed to the other side. My colleagues do. But I don't, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So now what they're looking at is just that middle, that hustle, that drive we have, that that con man that we used to have, the three-car Monty, the guy in the park. And, mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's entertainment and we're losing money, you know what I mean? But now that's getting condemned. Now that's a con man, you know what I mean? What, mm-hmm. What's the difference from a casino? Mm-hmm. Right. What's the difference from an escort? A CVS and a yeah, are, are they not prostitutes? <laughs> but we don't look at it like that. We don't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The the exotic dancers are they not strippers? <laughs> but we don't look at it like that. So again, now this is the black and white. This is how now instead of us condemning ourselves for what we're having to do, we can live in the black power. We must be powerful if they're using everything they have to try to destroy us like this. Right. That's the context. You must be really better than what you think you are. Look at how look at to the lengths they're willing to destroy. You know what I mean? So now when we get smart, it's when we play their game, but our way. Master P used to speak on this. He said, I used to come into consultations for these record labels just to ask them, yo, how much you think this song worth? How much you think this profit, you know, this could make? And they're like, oh, man, this could this could make us $200,000. He's leave, like, all right, thanks. Yep. So this can make me 500000 <laughs> And you was only going to give me twenty <laughs> out of your, what you said was two hundred, But this really would have made you five. 
100 and you would have gave me the 20. So now we're using their information because they just want the information. So we need to take the information back and apply it. Nothing's immor- morals is perspective. All of that is just a compass. It's to help you guide you down the path you're supposed to go down. Right. But what you eat don't make me shit. You laying Man. down on your back ain't going to help her laying down on her back. You dig what I'm saying? So there's no one way to live. You got to learn to live in your truth. Is that is is it is a, a reason why a lot of those sex work women get condemned? Is it vagina envy? Because they can get a bag? It, it's, it's more likely for a woman to be able to monetize her vagina than it would be a man to vagina to monetize his, his his sex. I think more so what I would look at it as is it's competition. It's the look at how look at the natural look at the state of women like how they are now. The majority, not all of them, but a lot of them are insecure <laughs> about other women. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what that woman has. It's about how that woman affects her man. So mm-hmm. a lot of them now this competition is because me and Buddy ain't slept and sit together in 6 months. Mm-hmm. And now he watching her OnlyFans <laughs> every day and you dig what I'm saying like so she naturally is becoming your competition. You feel like she's trying to take what you got. But again, she's a con person. She just want the money. Mm. I done been tricked out of a few dollars in a strip club, and they he was talking that, that game. You he hear me? He that she money. was talking that game in the strip club. I'm like, oh, you about to get out here and get something to eat. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, honey, I'm about to get off my shift. I'm like, excuse me? I thought we was in love. She Myron did. She <laughs> <laughs> was Myron. For that day, I turned a little. I spent a lot of money on you, Diamond. Man, for that, for that day, I turned young Jeezy. I, I said, I'll never let a chick little bow out me again. <laughs> never again. Damn. <laughs> but when you a young man Whoa. out here, you're gonna be experiencing these, and she can kind because you don't know no better. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you got more money than you ever had. You just you you just putting money out there like it's monopoly money. Yeah. and she know that. She know you young and inexperienced. And it's funny because usually even those situations, the old stripper try to give you some game. Like yeah, honey, that ain't how you go. Count your money and shit. That ain't how you go about it. <laughs> you should have told me this at first, ma'am. <laughs> Man, Dwayne Robinson said, I think this projection of women is BS. My daughters and their friends are part of this generation, both in college, both planning careers in the medical field. The friend, uh, the friends are planning their professional lives. Their friends are uh, planning their professional lives as well. I think we confuse what pop culture is selling us as real world, as reality. The fact of the matter is this generation hasn't determined what they are or are going to be yet. Let's not pigeonhole them into their way of thinking. That's your reality. Yeah, I disagree with that. That's your reality. Wholeheartedly. Because if you're looking through the world through suburban eyes yeah. or, or, or privileged eyes, it looks eyes, clean and nice. It looks right. nice. Mm-hmm. Looks but, healthy. Yeah. Right. Not but that's like not that. what we see on our timeline, baby. And I disagree with you know that I mean? simply. I would just say, and I'll let you go. I disagree with that simply because of context. Look at the ratings. Those same songs you're talking about we don't apply to, that's yeah, what everybody listens to. Those same shows that just promote drama, that's what everybody watching. Those same skimpy outfits, that's what everybody ordering. So you're showing people where your mind is at. So it's, it's, but that's a lot of people's lenses. That is what, again, socialism, classism is how that's being created. That's how a black person can move in the suburbs and think all black people good now because you ain't in the hood no more. Mm-hmm. Drop a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, it's all about perception stuff because I don't judge. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, so I'm not, you know, I don't, I know what I don't do. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my next, my homie to probably do. You feel my sister probably do something like that. But it's like because our experience is totally different. They were brought up in a whole nother life, you know, a whole nother life. So I can't be the period be like, 
you can't do that. I'm like, bruh, this is what make my money. It's a whole nother breakdown to it. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, if you going in, learning stuff, and finesse it and bringing it to your own, that's what I'm about. You know right, what I'm right. saying? All about that hustle, what you got, because your motives, because you're not just out here just using, you know, using the money going on and then complaining and then having to be forced into something that you're not and then complain about that, whatever the case is, but just doing what you got to do and getting to where you need to be. Just like he said, knowing your purpose, you feel what I'm saying? Not wasting no time under somebody else's, you know, worship and you thinking you're doing something and knocking the next person's hustle when they really out here doing way more than what you're doing, about to be way higher than where you at, but everything look good because this white man giving it to you. You got certain benefits that you just probably got a few months ago, but after right. you've been here about three years, <laughs> but you try to make it look good because it look good on your resume, yeah. but bruh, I've had way more money than you with this hustle, so it's like, am I way more motivated than you? You you still getting spoon-fed, yeah. but people still knocking, so I'm just saying, don't judge. It's all about perception. It's all about that hustle behind and, that fight. And that's why I put that aspect on the table because mm-hmm. you got to think during this whole broadcast we've been talking about the men and why they hustle why they sell drugs or why they go across that line to say i don't want to work for nine dollars an hour mm-hmm. but people don't realize is that even these men are being targeted by the women to say okay now that he's made this money i know what he wants now so now i'm going to invest in a bbl i'm going to invest in you know this uh the the extensions and the bit and bundles and shit like that because i know that once he makes all this money he's going to take care of his you know you know primary needs and then he's going to hit the club or miami or something like that and he's going to want to pound cake on something yep. and, and this is where i'm going to extract the money from him so now it all becomes a cycle yeah. yeah that perception how you bring stuff in because for for a lot of them drug dealers stuff don't want that ish like nah. if you actually sit down and talk to them they don't want that they get that on the regular <coughs> right. i get that easy yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's not really what they, they want. want companionship exactly and all that mindset like she did that herself she made that assumption you know what i mean she yeah. figured that out herself because that's what they program for people to look like and stuff like that but for real, that man don't want that. And let's call it spade a spade. A lot of women have already sold that box. Like mm-hmm. people try already. to people yeah. try to disguise things behind the rhetoric of you dig. So <laughs> we ain't talking about just money. Like if you didn't if you didn't have sex for any exchange of goods, you didn't sold that box, sis. Mm-hmm. When Jada Pinkett slept with old boy for them Christmas presents for her son in that movie, <laughs> that's selling that box. <laughs> Flat. It don't matter if they leave forty on the dresser. That's not what that is. You're you're bartering. You're trading. How many women have done that? How many times you done slept with a man to get his attention, to have his time, to have his baby, to be in a relationship with him? Because but again, they're not living in that truth. That's right. why all these insecurities, that's why I say that they're in the state they're in. You know what I mean? It ain't because nothing wrong with them. Well, how many times? Let's, 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 let's do it even further. Yeah. How many times have they failed for men? Who have offered them gifts? He, he, you normally wouldn't fuck with a guy like this, man. But because he knew, I'm getting this bread, and next thing you know, they got you know bags on the door. So now you thinking like, well, shit, maybe I should because now you're used to the gifts, you're used to the security. Yep. Now you still exchange. Yeah. That's what they don't realize. You still exchange, and it becomes with this guy, and it becomes the lingo because it's happening so much, like. What that what the white community doesn't understand about the black community is most of our information goes through the grapevine. Just like the music did, like they used to say in the 70s, that's how our information travels. So we're learning these things because if you deal with enough people and you got enough friends that's over here dealing with enough people, we can kind of scope out what's going on. So if I got 10 homies and we all sitting down telling the same story about different people, we know what's going on. 
yeah, bro, before things got active, I normally don't do this. Like, come on, sis. Like, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> then why are we here? <laughs> you saw Blame the car. You saw the chain. You saw me in VIP. <laughs> you already knew what it was. Yeah. So just living that truth. Again, now, that's why the slut and hoe shame is happening. Because a lot of these women was sluts and hoes, and you still embarrassed. So we can't call this woman out and condemn them, because they might come looking for me. We can't get the pitchforks, because I'm going to be one of the ones they looking for. You dig what exactly. I'm saying? And we out here, like, men is just like, yo, I pay for it. I do Live your truth, sweetheart. We know what you're doing already. Look at, look at the... Okay, men see. gossip more than women. They don't understand that. Men gossip. Drop a bomb. <laughs> but this business is the 80s. There's a song out there that says... You got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Eddie Murphy said, hey, baby, what's going on? The rent, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then all that becomes, all that now is your worth to him. And now you got an issue with that. That's how men now we've gotten in these lose-lose situations. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? You take care of her, you look like a simp. You don't take care of her, you don't look like a man. You don't stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. You stand up for yourself. You're too aggressive. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> and it's because people don't want to deal with their reality that you chose for yourself. Yeah. I didn't get no money from you selling that box. You ain't feed my kids off of that money. <laughs> so why should I care? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care, but I need to know the truth because I don't date prostitutes. So I need to know the truth. <laughs> but but we've all dated them. We <laughs> all point, have. That's why I say another. I don't. I, you know what I mean? I have. We don't want to. But I left. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I won't stay. You dig? And, and that's to the point to where even with black men, like, I can speak for myself. I was getting nervous even meeting people and asking about your past and who you done dated. I, I heard I some horror I, stories, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't because I mean nowadays that this is what the post was uh, when I when I posted that this generation's uh, women's mindset is that at, 